Hello and welcome to the movie podcast discussion of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. My name is Shabazz and of course today I am moderating this lovely panel with some of Hyrule's finest people. Of course we have the OGs, the ones who have been here since the invention of video games. Daniel and Anthony. Daniel, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Shabazz. Thank you for making me feel a lot older than I feel like any of us on this. Well, you panel turned are. you turned a big, <laughs> big, big age group this year. Remember, you you went I to three hundred. I, I went to well minus one zero on that. So yeah, I did turn thirty this year. So Ooh, congrats! Yeah, but I feel thank you very much, guys. Uh, I'm hearing about I, it, right? I, Oh, I know man. I just uh, my birthday was in April there's there's Anthony's like oh god I thought we were past this any chance to talk about my birthday I will so thank you for that <laughs> absolutely Anthony how are you doing today I'm doing great I'm not going to talk about my age or how <laughs> how long I've been playing video games uh, but yeah I'm doing great I'm having a wonderful day amazing amazing I'm, I'm really glad to hear that yesterday we had Toronto's worst sorry Toronto had the worst air quality in the entire world yesterday so I'm glad that we're all still alive and breathing well. And breathing well are our special guests today as well. Of course, we have Camille Salazar Hathaway. Camille, tell us who you are and what do you do? I'm just a girl frolicking in the Hyrule fields. That's 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 it. That's what I've been doing recently, um, as a lot of people have been doing. But I am a esports and gaming host um, that's been featured in many things um but honestly i'm just so happy to be with all of you lovely people of course and we've had you on our show before we've talked about black yeah. panther so thank you for joining us again and of course make sure to follow camille on wherever that is and that's going to be all available down below in the show notes so please do give that a read and of course we have another special guest someone else joining us today naomi lasagna naomi tell us who you are what do you do Hello, I'm Naomi Lasagna. I'm just going to get my age out of the way now. I am 27. Shout out to the okay. 96 babies. Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm a gamer, streamer, content creator. Um, I do some work with Minnow, which is uh, uh, a collective that uplifts uh, marginalized communities and people of color. And I also work with Padia, which is a woman-led gaming organization, also with Camille here. Um, so yeah, we're here to talk about Tears of the Kingdom, one of my favorite games, the games that got me into gaming. So I'm excited. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk all about it. And there's so much to dissect from this game. Of course, we want to give a huge, huge shout out to Nintendo for providing us a code for the game as well, because without them, we wouldn't be able to talk about this game. So really, really excited. Before we do, Camille, uh, just yeah. a small little thing here. You, you had the opportunity to host the Treehouse live event in New York City for Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, no big deal. Do you want to go ahead and tell us all about that? <laughs> <laughs> no biggie is pretty much what I've been saying to myself ever since that happened. A complete shock, even to this day. Um, yeah, but, you know, thanks to Nintendo and the Treehouse, Nintendo Treehouse crew, I was able to host that midnight launch, really a celebration. Um, you know, Zelda and the whole franchise of The Legend of Zelda has been so integral to my my career and why I got into gaming, why I love being a gamer. Um, so to be asked by that team that apparently, you know, 
knew who I was. I don't understand how, but okay. Um, <laughs> but they knew who I was and they asked me to come out and help celebrate all the fandom with fans uh, for the Tears of the Kingdom release. We got to go to the Nintendo New York store uh, for the midnight launch. And we had Fuji Bayashi-san and Ainuma-san, uh, who are the direct the directors of Tears of the Kingdom, and then the producer of the whole Zelda franchise, come out and also provide quick interviews for the celebration. Was just wild. Honestly, though, it's like the atmosphere in the air. You know, like when you're high, like highly anticipating a game. And that is all you could talk about to everyone, whether they played the Zelda game or not. It was like that up to 1000 because you had hundreds of people waiting outside of the Nintendo store for that moment just to get their hands on the copy. And they had like this huge bus out there that had Link's face and like his arm and it was all glowing. They had fans in cosplay. We were able to really just feel like we were a community coming together to really just ring in this new era of the legend of zelda together so it was like very heartwarming i might have shed a few tears um not pun intended didn't intend it <laughs> not uh, of the kingdom not of, of the not kingdom of the Nintendo yeah. Store. No. Yeah, yeah i'm not <laughs> Not tears of, Zelda, tears of the Zelda, sadly. Yeah, the yeah. Tears of Camille. It yeah. was, it was, you know, it was a life changing event. I've been hosting for like over 10 plus years in the industry professionally. And, you know, you get nervous, you get some stage fright, and then it fizzles away as you get like into your career and you're used to it. And you may still get like a little bit of like, ooh, I'm going on stage, I'm going to present. This is nerve wracking, but those are like really good nerves. This yeah. one was like, I, I felt like I was starting back from zero. I was so nervous because this is like, this opportunity was a dream come true. And, you know, thanks to the fans and the whole team that I was able to work with, they just made all of that go away and really just made it something I, I could, I still think it's a dream. I can't even put my words on it because it just feels so, I was so out of body to that experience yeah. like i didn't even believe i was doing it until it was happening um so i was just so thankful it's crazy when you when you think about that too and like we know how hype nintendo directs are obviously we know how big the, the breath of the wild was when it came out in 2017 and then tears of the kingdom has been like this long awaited game to come out and it was wild seeing that. And I was just waiting for like for my copy to unlock from that I got on the, the eShop and then watching the live show. And it's like, holy shoot, like we know her. Like she's <laughs> she's doing it right, she's killing it. And it was just it was just so fun seeing that. And it's like it's one amazing to see, you know, like you know, the, the Canadian like representation there. But like that to have like someone obviously that you know, and like, obviously we've had you on our show before too, and seeing your excitement and knowing your history with like with the franchise, like it's it's amazing. And like having like hundreds of thousands of people watching, no matter how many times you've you've done an event and we've all like we know how you kind of just get into the rigmarole of things. No matter how many times you do it, it's crazy when you have like millions of people now tuning in and watching you. So that it's it was so amazing to see, and you you killed it. Oh, Absolutely. thank you for your support. I really, you all are so supportive. Stop, just stop <laughs> it. And, and Naomi, of course, you have been streaming the game online. So yeah, tell us all about that as well. 
Yeah, before before I get into that, though, I did want to brag on Camille for a sec because I've known Camille since I started my gaming journey. And to see her on that big platform with a game that I have loved since I was a child was like two things that really inspired me together. And so, Camille, thank you for investing in me and making who I am as a content creator today and for just inspiring women everywhere. Now I'm I crying. Say that. Well, there we go. Uh, there we go. This is a tear fest. <laughs> Living I know, new goal for the podcast is just everyone has to cry at some everyone point. Has to cry. <laughs> if we get Anthony to cry, guys, I think that is going to be definitely the highlight of it all. He hasn't cried since yeah. 1993, I believe. When I was born. Yeah, I think that made yeah, that, that, that was April why. 3rd. Yeah. My enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His parents looked at him like, why are you crying, son? Like something happened before. He's like, second. something's changed in the <laughs> universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's amazing. And honestly, like just watching Camille on that stage and watching her just do it, it was like that Leo meme just of us pointing, like, oh, we, we know that. <laughs> we know that person. What's going on here? Like, it was just crazy. It was that out of body, out of body experience just seeing yeah, it. Exactly. So, I wish amazing. you all could be there. Like, that Nintendo store is just crazy. Like, Unreal. there's so yeah. many things, and they had like a link statue for Tears of the Kingdom there, like a life size link. And I'm just like, can I take this home? I wasn't able to, <laughs> but no, um, I did take, yeah, <laughs> I was a carry on in my carry on. Yeah, no, <laughs> I've managed to like pretty much empty my wallets at that store because there's so much things from our childhood that you just love and you want to just take home. Um, so I've Absolutely. at least left with something. Absolutely. That's good. You left with a lot of yeah. memories. And yes, Naomi, you were going to tell us all about your streaming experience with tears. How's that been like? Yeah, so so coming into this, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to stream this game because, like I said, this game is so personal to me. It has so much sentimental value. Me and my siblings played it together growing up. And so I was like, I don't want to stream it because then I have to pay attention to chat and I want to be selfish and pay attention to the game for myself. Um, but I ended up playing my first reactions on like my two-year anniversary stream. And then I ended up streaming just the four temples, the, the wind... I don't know what they're all called. Anyways, the four temples um, <laughs> and then everything else I kind of did on my own. Um, so it was nice to share that, but still have like time for myself to just enjoy it. You know, I don't know if any of you feel the same way about that, but mm -hmm. no, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think. Oh, Camille, please, please, Camille. No, I was just gonna say, like, I completely know what you mean. Like, I am not an intense streamer like you are. Props to you because that is a whole nother feat uh, to accomplish being a streamer, a consistent streamer. Um, but I do stream occasionally, and I was like, no, this is like this is yeah. for me, um, yeah. and it's like it kind of takes you back to when you were a kid, if it was the holidays and like, you didn't have to go to school, you just sat on the couch and you played your favorite game and it just completely lets you go into that world. That's the experience I wanted going into this and that, that you had Naomi as well. So it's like, I made that conscious effort. I was like, I'm not going to stream it. I'm, I'm going to like wait on sharing, you know, my thoughts on the game just because they're mine to mm -hmm. cherish um and yeah it's okay to be selfish especially for games that you love i love that 
Thank you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. There's there's something about games like this that you've grown up with where you really just want to kind of keep it to yourself and you don't want to have that pressure of, okay, I have to finish it for my audience or somebody in a certain amount of time. Like, take the whole year if you need to to finish this game because there's a lot of stuff yeah. in it that why rush yourself? Enjoy the moments that you're having with them. Uh, but before we dive any further into this game, I just want to remind you who we are. We are the movie podcast. And of course, we have our special guests as well. All of our information will be available down below. But you can follow us on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at the movie podcast. We drop new episodes and reviews and interviews all the time. You can join our Discord as well. We have great conversations that are happening in there about all things movies and of course now we'll have all things games in there too so please go ahead and join us now let's get into some topics about the game let's talk about the overall thoughts of the game and i want to go ahead and start with anthony actually anthony tell us how overall how has the experience been like with the game for you well like my expectations i, I i'm going to start off with my expectations because it's it's been a it hasn't been a long time for me playing Zelda because I started late. I started Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild in I think during COVID because it was that time period where a lot of people were I think they were playing um what were the games that you were playing Daniel Shea you were playing uh Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. And I'm Animal like okay, Crossing, well, yeah. They spent so much time with their beats and <laughs> with the with their turnips, turnips yeah, whatever it is. Turnips. Hey, there's no beats. <laughs> And turnips, just, turnips. And bells, <laughs> and our I'm cherries. a millionaire, by the way. <laughs> oh, so am I. Don't worry. We found oh, all yeah. the hacks when the game came out, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I recently played this version of Zelda and diving into um, Tears of the Kingdom, I'm like, what What do I want more from you know this perfect game that I just played? Do I want more story? Do I want bigger battles? Do I want more discovery of dungeons and and all these things. And truthfully, I didn't know what I wanted going into it. But what Nintendo gave us was not only like a step above Breath Breath of the Wild in all aspects, it's it's changed the way gamers approach open world action adventure games. Truthfully, it's you know vehicle building, it's weapon crafting, it's the ability to like go through solid objects it's recalling time it's almost like you were in developer mode throughout this whole process of playing this game um but it's definitely revolutionizes the zelda experience it's literally outside of the box thinking like that's the first thing that comes to mind even though the game is very similar to breath of the wild it's not and I remember early reviews saying it's not completely revolutionary, but it's more than a sequel. And now that you know we're two months in, you can see the way people play this game in completely unexpected ways and how they are opening up their imagination to building things. I feel like that's a huge revolutionary you know, aspect of this game. It, it changed the way we now deal with our environments. It changes the way we deal with the objects that are around us. Like the amount of coding and development that went into this game to be able to take any type of object, glue it to something else, and make it work. Um, <laughs> yeah. Taking shields and putting, you know, fire blasters on it, and like taking rocks and putting a sword on it. Like what? Like the things that don't even make sense. You're able to build and. I was just thinking, like, who who coded that? Like, how do you write code <laughs> for these things? It's almost like magic. Um, it is. But my in, my initial reaction to this game was, God damn, this game is big. Like, it's huge. 
it's and you feel it like the moment you dive off of sky island you're you're diving for almost like a minute you're just like flying down and just like holy this is just the sky i know like just to your point anthony like i feel like a lot of people were like wait so it's the same hyrule because this is the first time you're getting a direct sequel to a zelda game so it was like that anticipation like how you're talking about like why are you anticipating this game you coming off that breath of the wild feel but then it's like when you open that map and you're like wait you don't only have the sky but you have underneath hyrule as well the depths blew my mind (laughs) yeah Yeah. like you're you're exploit like at the heart of it at the core of zelda it's always going to be uh exploring like you're always going to be exploring in a zelda game but like how you explore it has changed dramatically in this game you're exploring the skies you're exploring solid ground you're exploring underground and you know we me and daniel and shay we all talked about like how do they fit this whole game in what's six ma- 16 megabytes or less 16 gigabytes 16 16 so, gigs. sorry 16 gigabytes or less yeah oh my god 16 16 megabytes, megabytes. I'd, I'd just cry <laughs> it's, like, it's like an iphone 4 from like 2010 <laughs> yeah. you know? just yeah. into that it's nuts but yeah i don't understand it it's vast it's relentless you're dealing with so many elements I, and i know we we dealt with the cold in the previous one but this one felt different like you, you're in cold you're in heat areas you're in area where there's no light underground and you have to think of ways to like navigate um, one area that comes to mind that I just, my mind was blown was the journey to the wind temple boss where you keep mm-hmm. going up and up and up and up and endlessly, like you can't fall. Cause if you fall, you got to start all like, <laughs> from the beginning again. Yeah. And it's like, if I fall, how, how long am I falling for? Because you just felt like you just kept going higher and higher. Um, but again, like this is all in a, in a handheld device that is just in your hands and it looks beautiful in OLED. Like being able to play it on a Switch OLED is fantastic. Um, I played the previous uh, Breath of the Wild on a, a Switch Lite, which isn't the the biggest complaint was that the resolution of the Switch Lite and just just didn't work for me. And now that I was able to play it on an OLED and really experience how it was how it should have been played, it's beautiful. It's like such a beautiful game. There's so much things to do and. Like the innovative bosses, like the, the the flux construct, where it's continuously transforming, and you don't know what what to do and how to approach it. And each each one of those constructs are different, and they use a different ability. And man, it's it, you can see that the developers, like Nintendo, invest time into their games, and they're not just going to release a game without making sure that it's perfect. And I know that we've been waiting for it for so long. And I think there was a lot of people saying, when is it coming out? Like just the world that we live in is so pushy. Okay, now. man, like, you could just say it was me. It's so pushy. You can name check me. Yeah, Daniel, <laughs> Daniel is very me. pushy. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that <laughs> the time went into like, there's n- other than the hardware where we can't really control, like the switches is, is you can only do so much, but, there's no bugs in the ga- this game that I experienced. Like I experienced fluid from one land style to another, to the sky, to underground. Like I didn't experience anything other than maybe a little bit lag with huge battles. But um, beautiful story. Like I think the story is fantastic. And yeah, I just uh, 
I can't say enough about it. Absolutely. Camille, yeah, please go ahead. Well, I was just going to add, like you mentioned, like how did they develop this game like on, you know, 16 gigs and have all these openness that you could explore in all these different ways in a sense that it's a little bit overwhelming, but in the best way possible where you know that there's endless possibilities to how you traverse through these really three levels of high rule, right? Um, but to think that Tears of the Kingdom started as a DLC thought process from the the team that worked on Breath of the Wild. And they're like, yeah, we're just going to create this DLC. And then it just started to grow and grow bigger than that. I think a lot of people were very curious before getting their hands on the game is like, okay, well, how will you be able to make it feel different as you as you said anthony because it's like it's the same but it's not like it's really hard to put you know a word to describing that difference even though you did a lovely job of describing that it just makes you want (laughs) to jump through the sky islands to then down to hyrule into you know a the depths i actually tried to do that to see if i'd not fall and try to make that traversal all the way down did not succeed uh let me know if you did but it's like it just makes you want to just jump into these possibilities of how to rethink your thought process of going about a regular zelda game yeah Daniel, and, please. And, and and to that too it's like i don't understand how it's possible to jump from like the highest point of the game dive all the way down where you're so used to seeing a loading screen and then you could go somewhere in the depths and then just use ascend and then you pop out and link's just like hey is this good yeah that's cool here and it's like there i like it it just it wrinkles my brain trying to figure out how they made this all work because when you traditionally when you go when you go to a different area of the game you may have like a loading screen that may pop up or something but when you're in a shrine you, or like if you, you could just go through something and you just pop out like it's it's really it's really insane how they were able to make that happen definitely a technical marvel yeah Naomi please yeah so I played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U believe it or not so it was like way wow. back yeah so my experience from playing a Zelda game po- uh, sorry pre Wii U and then going from the Wii U to now Tears of the Kingdom on the Switch, it was all drastically different experience for me, right? Because games before Breath of the Wild were more kind of linear, uh, mostly. Like Wind Waker, you could still sail across the ocean and unlock different uh parts of your map but like it was still a linear story so that when breath of the wild came out it was like this massive plethora of things to do and tears of the kingdom is now like that it's familiar but it's new right because you have all these new abilities new parts of the story um there's literally something to do everywhere so literally if i'm on the track to go do a quest i will get stopped halfway there because there's something else to do so (laughs) i don't know it's just heaven for a zelda fan i never use stamps as much as like uh, anywhere else or like pings on maps as i do in tears of the kingdom just because it's like you're fly you're falling down from the sky aisle but you see you're like oh oh my gosh there there's an enemy there i gotta go fight them but then i still want to just see if i could fall to the depths like all right let me go to my map and like (laughs) ping this like there's so many stamps on my map Mm -hmm. of places or in points of interest that i want to explore but naomi you mentioned it like 
you know, we're so used to as like core Zelda fans to have these more linear experiences and usually experiences that don't link to each other. See what I did there in different <laughs> games. Right. So the anticipation of just that story, which I know we're not going to spoil, but knowing what happens next why was it that nintendo felt there had to be that sequel right after breath of the wild and why is this the special case compared to any other zelda game there is yeah i just want to say that the the another main character to this to link into zelda as as a whole is the map i think the map is another main character um, I remember when I fell all the way down to the ground and I started my journey, I was shirtless. I had shirt and maybe like some pants on. And I trekked to uh, Beto Village, which again, I didn't know it was cold there at that time. And here I am shirtless with, with my pants and I'm going up this mountain. I'm like, oh shit, I, like, <laughs> I don't think I can make it. And slowly I'm like, I don't have enough of these, these, um, these peppers to keep me warm and here I am in a battle fight. I'm like, Oh, I should have prepared more. And it's like, it's a game where you just the unexpected, you literally are not going to like, you're, you can't expect what you don't know. Like you just, it's very unexpected. Things can change at any moment. Like even the weather, that's this whole thing is a huge character on its own. This, this, this map. But it's like that, right? It's like, will I make it? Like, that is also the driving force that I think really makes us as fans go in and want to explore more because it's like, oh, I, you know, Zelda Link may be shirtless, but going into this very cold retail environment, but I, I may be able to make it have five spicy peppers. Like, let's just <laughs> see if this could work. And it is so satisfying when you finally get that moment you may die like three times and hear that magical music of death but then you yep. just get up and you try it again because you just want to see and it's like the with breath of the wild what you had is like the entrance of the music how not uh empty but how big and like serene Hyrule mm -hmm. was and it's just so different than anything we've ever seen that you would want it like you'd hear like a bird chirping you're like wait what's that right you were literally like what's that dog Doug I think from uh, up you're like wait yeah. what's that let me wh and what's that you know just looking in every direction and with Tears of the Kingdom you have that but it's amplified because of these new experiences that you're going through because like yeah the, the spicy peppers it was real trying to find any armor trying to find anything that would keep you warm from the start of it because there's so much world to explore you want to jump into these little crevices um or villages it's like you will try it even though you know you're not fully prepared i'm getting Absolutely. so amped listening to you talk <laughs> i'm like yes yes everything you said <laughs> now, naomi you you did mention that you played you know breath of the wild on the wii u but Right now, how has your experience and overall thoughts for Tears of the Kingdom been playing on the Switch, but just overall in general? You know what? So, like, going into Breath of the Wild, I know there were a lot of people complaining about how it's it's a lot, it's deviant from, like, old Zelda games. It's not the same, blah, 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 blah. I'm one of the fans who just really, really enjoys Zelda for what it is and whatever comes with it. And so, with this new Tears of the Kingdom 
uh, game. I, you know, I really had no complaints. I'm, I'm a simple gal. You give me Zelda, I play it. Um, and I remember I streamed the the first temple that I did, which which was the Wind Temple. And after you beat it, there's like a cutscene that you see with Tulin, and I just remember getting so emotional. <laughs> My brother was in the chat with me, and I was like, guys, don't make fun of me, but like, I'm so emotional. <laughs> and it's because like all of these different feelings that I've experienced while playing this game whether it be the music that the ost that helped me through some tough times or like the story or just the times i had with my my family like you know all those those special moments so if you ask me it's a 10 out of 10 game and i have no complaints <laughs> well that's all the time we have then i mean the 10 10 game, we're, we're good. thank you we're guys good. so much for joining us today <laughs> we're good um, to move on now uh daniel what about yourself how, how has this whole experience of the game been for you it's it's been great. I, I feel like with with Tears of the Kingdom, it's I I'm playing it so differently than I I approach Breath of the Wild, and I feel because I I knew what to expect more. I guess going into this one, where I thought I did, because Breath of the Wild was such a departure from what Zelda was before. Um, and when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I felt like I had to go through all those big story moments. And it wasn't until after I beat the main story, I started doing all those side stories where this time for me, I've been doing everything except the main quests of the game. And just that's because the side stories are just so interesting and you get so distracted. And Cam was so right. Like every little thing, like I'll, I'll, I'll like, Right now, I've just been like, okay, I need to find all these stables, but I have to find all the stables because I want to upgrade my armor, and I need to upgrade my armor, and the way to do that is because I need to find these fairies, or these the great fairies, and I know this sounds like craziness probably to you, Shade, like, it feels like I'm just making this all up right now, but, like, you have all of these, like, objectives, but every objective that you get leads you on all these other quests, and then while you're on these other quests, you're experiencing everything else that's going around you. And then you'll see a shrine. You're like, okay, I'm going to go do that shrine. And then you finish the shrine. You're like, oh, wait, I have enough, you know, I have enough shrine, like, of the, of the, I guess, the vessels to upgrade my heart container. And then I go upgrade my heart container. And I'm like, on the way to that, I get distracted and I get pulled to go do something else. And I, I love that. And I love that. I just feel like I just been living in this world, exploring and really making this the most personal you know, Zelda experience that I've ever had. And, and as someone who's been playing them, you know, since Ocarina of Time and, you know, Wind Waker and, and Twilight Princess, which was like my favorite for such a long time, it's it's wild going into this game and just being like, yeah, Zelda, like, trust me, like, I love you. I I'm going to come for you. Don't worry. I'm going to, we're going to figure out what's <laughs> going on here. But I need to, you know, I want to, I want to upgrade my gliding suit. And now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm now I'm gliding around Hyrule with a suit and I could fall down and, you know, not have fall damage because, you know, I've been going on all of these like quests to do that. But it just, it's just been so much fun exploring everything. And, you know, I, I wish I've, I, I haven't done as much of the depths as I would like. It's kind of scary down there. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. So I'll, I will, I'll make my way eventually. But, you know, Anthony was talking about, you know, doing, you know, the, the wind temple and temples coming back to this game was like, it was a big deal because we really didn't have that in breath of the wild. We had more shrines than anything, but, um, you know, going up to that, you know, to that temple and climbing up there, 
felt like such an accomplishment because you really were traversing higher and higher and higher. And then obviously we've we've spoken how much this of a technical achievement this game is. But then you're 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 doing these battles and this world is so big and uh just getting lost in like these new mechanics, right? And I thought like when I first started playing, I'm like, oh I'm gonna miss having these abilities on my Sheikah Slate. And then now thinking about Breath of the Wild, I'm like, that game feels so vanilla now compared to what you could do with this game and fusing and ascending and recalling time. And I just been making these like absolute, you know, weapons of war with like these wheels and like these lasers and like these fire emitters. And then like, I am just building these and then letting them go on with whoever I'm fighting. And I feel so bad for all these Bokoblins that are coming my way, but <laughs> I I just feel like I am just like a god of war now in <laughs> Legend of Zelda. Like get out of the way. It's just, but it, but that's and that's what's so amazing is that there's so much room just to discover and explore and just get lost in that. And it's like, oh yeah, there's also an amazing story that you will go through. Um but yeah, it's just it's it's incredible. Like I'm just so absolutely like lost in this world. And even as we're talking about and hearing what you guys have all experienced, I'm like, I just want to, you guys mind if I start playing while you guys talk as well? Like it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's, that's awesome. And Camille, you know, we've, you've said a lot about the game already, but still curious overall thoughts on tears of the kingdom so far. How have you been finding it? Um, absolutely amazing like i'm like how do i put all this in one word but i won't because i'll talk some more sorry about it (laughs) please but you know it's just you know the anticipation first did that build up you know you you look to maybe many games maybe many franchises that you grew up with and not all the time you your expectations are very widely exceeded you know breath of the wild was able to do that and also redefine what we thought of a zelda game um bringing elements in from the very earlier nes exploratory you play it your way go fight big bad guy if you want off the top to then providing more linear experiences with the memories in breath of the wild to now this where it's like hey create these experiences alongside us with you know using your ultra hand and being able to fuse different weapons together my favorite thing just because i love mining in any game that gives me that uh, ability to so i'm always looking for amber and diamond fusing a boulder to my shield like it's just the little things like that that (laughs) help me then increase the durability or like not make me feel like i'm going to waste a weapon where i could just waste a shield instead because who needs those when you could dodge really yeah um (laughs) but it just takes all of that and really just expands it it builds on everything it had and expands it tenfold and that's why playing the game i could fully understand why the team didn't want it to release as a dlc even if it was physically possible to do i think having it as a standalone game really does make people appreciate it more um and make sure that it's getting people to just try it because once you do try it you are not able to pry yourself away from your joy cons i would be playing this game and think oh you know it's the end of the day i'm just gonna play for a couple hours before i have to go to bed i'm hearing birds chirping outside (laughs) i'm a full-grown adult okay and i know 
what gaming within reason is and i know how to limit myself but it is it's been a really long time since like my childhood days that i've had that feeling of like oh i'm i'm really lost in this world because i feel like it's all like i have the ability all the tools and the abilities that i need to fully explore every little every little uh you know aspect uh whether it is the sky islands whether it is hyrule itself whether it's the depths and also how nintendo continues to amplify the soundtrack of zelda games and create these little hints so um rito village uh if there's a there's a creator out there faria she does music uh content and she pointed out that in tears of the kingdom the soundtrack if you break it down musically is actually the same rito village soundtrack but in reverse because obviously they're going through this this cold front this is very this is very much not a natural environment for Rito mm-hmm. because you know they have the calamity at hand. So it, it's interesting that they're able to just make those small adjustments and then also That's add so like cool. pitches that make yeah. you feel like uneasy because Rito Village is uneasy. And it's like Nintendo amplifies this in every aspect uh, that you encounter. Please, Naomi, go right ahead. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have played uh, Wind Waker. Um, oh, when, yeah. Yeah, when you're pulling up to Dragon Roost Island, you hear the... So, like you were saying, in Rito Village, if it's very, very slowed down, but they're playing Dragon Roost Island on Rito Island in Tears of the Kingdom. That's and so I remember good. reacting to that on stream uh, with my brother there and with some other Zelda fans who were like, and we all had like tears in our eyes this is so beautiful (laughs) it's just so cool how like the musical arrangements can be altered like slightly and it makes the biggest effect and it Um, creates a new soundtrack yes yeah it's it's very minimal right and i think when when we think of breath of the wild the music in that game was very stripped down we're hearing a lot more piano and like we're hearing these themes of more melodically or piano wise and we're hearing that uh, again in tears of the kingdom but when things like really start popping off we're getting like these giant sweeping orchestral scores or when uh i i just think of because i i am encountering them so much more now like the gloom whenever oh, i'm geez. around gloom or the the hands this the music <laughs> that plays for them just makes me not want to live anymore like i just <laughs> yeah. I, I will put my controller down like yeah guys take me now i don't want to deal with you because it's it's just the worst sounding yeah. music not that it's bad mm-hmm. it just it just it just makes your this heart dread yeah this dread that i'm just like i can't deal with this and when they grab like it's it's terrifying i can't deal with them when i see them like i'm just like no mm, it's getting a little dark in that area of yeah. you know what, the, the castle town i'm gonna just a few steps back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, admittedly, I whenever the blood moon rises, I have to turn my volume down because it stresses me out too much. Especially if I'm playing it like oh late at God. night, I'm like, I I don't want to hear this like sharp violin in my ear right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like, hey Zelda, we get it. It's like witness the blood moon. I'm like, okay, like I know, it's I like, don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I feel like I'm in a seance or something. Like Zelda, yeah. calm yourself. We don't need this energy at 4 a.m. Yeah. in the morning when I should <laughs> no. be sleeping. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> but it's like those moments that really just make you like 
so invested in this world and then another aspect of that is the characters they're hilarious the dialogue in here hilarious like i think they really outdid themselves uh with this one and even with characters reactions like when you are ascending or when you throw something at them mm-hmm. Korox maybe yeah might have done that a few times um yes. but my favorite one is probably addison who is putting up the hudson signs <laughs> throughout oh, yeah. hyrule <laughs> and he is in the most ridiculous places <laughs> all the time and he he really wants to pay homage to hudson and make sure <laughs> that he's repping you know the people he believes in and it's like when that sign falls my heartbreak yeah he's like, it, it's just like i like, feel for him like i really yeah. do it's something so simple just because yeah. he's been standing up here in these mountains with no <laughs> just, just no, waiting just waiting for someone to help him out um but it's even like how you're now able to go on raids with everyone in town you mm-hmm. know and and the monster crew like that is such a cool way to offer more dynamic gameplay and really build out a fuller experience um, because this Tears of the King d- Kingdom could have come out and we could have all played it and be like, oh, this should have been a DLC. Um, yeah. But they really just didn't stop at how uh, how many layers to the game they were offering in terms of the map, but also the dynamics that you have with everyone in Hyrule and also seeing them grow up like and seeing how they are now, um, you know, how ne- you now interact with them. Yeah, like Terrytown, right? Like I think of Terrytown that that whole um quest in Breath of the Wilds when you're literally building up this this whole like community and then you're seeing it now all these years later and like people who were in there and they had kids and they're getting older. And it's like, yeah, like I literally saw you guys got married once this town was built yeah. and then now like you have kids and it's like that's like that's wild to see like that growth and that progression in the story and like because you were part of making that happen you feel it all the more right which is which is pretty special or even like you feel when like when you first see Yonobo again um for mm-hmm. the first time this really excited kid from breath of the wild and he's such a jerk you you're invested into okay why is he a jerk how can i help the gorons right so uh, it's just absolutely an amazing experience to revisit what you you know thought all of hyrule was but then it expands it to show you the possibilities of this world yeah amazing amazing and then let's talk about a little more on the dungeon side of things i know that breath of the wild didn't have dungeons but now in tears of the kingdom we're getting a bit more of the traditional dungeons how have you been finding that and anthony let's go ahead and start with you they're challenging you know, like okay. they're, yeah, they're good <laughs> challenge. I've died quite a bit. I've uh, they're uh, they're yeah, like but like that's what you expect. Like you want that from from a Zelda game because dungeons are challenging from the beginning to now. Every cha- every dungeon that you experience in a Zelda game should be making you think and double double check your um, your steps and and yeah, like what. Well, it's it's nice to see that it's not just a game because there's so many different personalities this game has 
and you can go like oh it's it's cute because you got like your horse and you go down and you just live with the people and you can do all these cool things but then there's like some really serious moments and very dire moments where you're you're stuck in and you're just like man how do i how do i get out of here or how can link use his skills to get him through this and yeah it's 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 an interesting game in that aspect and when it comes to those dungeons it's like well what can i use that I have on me all these abilities, all these powers, and get me across and complete this thing. I feel like I feel like I've tried to break the game as many times as I can, but I but I feel like <laughs> Nintendo wants us to do that. Like I think of the Fire Temple, mm-hmm. and like there's a really elaborate like cart system, like Donkey Kong Country style, like minecart setup going on. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to figure this out. <laughs> so I would literally, I would just like climb up and like glide or like ascend and go to a certain area, and like that's all okay. And, and I think that's what's really cool about it is that there's not one way of doing something. There's so many ways of doing it, and the way that you figure it out to do is the right way for you to do it. Um, yeah, the Fire Temple, I think, was one that uh, getting there was a little frustrating because it was so dark, and again, it was scary. Like, that, not a fan of that. Uh, but once you figure it out and you start unlocking those, um, like the locks on the gate, and I think that's pretty much what all the kind of temples follow, where it's like, here's these things you have to do within it, then you fight the boss, and you know that will deviate a little bit, but fire temple was great i the most recent one that i did was the lightning temple which was a little bit of a different setup and then again it it goes to show like just figuring out like the biggest thing of that temple was like you have to reflect light Mm -hmm. and like i felt like my brain was going to melt at some points because i'm like okay how do i get lights to go shine off all these different mirrors and then hit this target so i could go into there and like like there are these like elaborate puzzle boxes which i just think is just really again it's a zelda dungeon like some of the best game design you will get out of them but uh it's been it's been a lot of fun to figure those out now i have all my you know my uh my uh homies with me like exploring (laughs) hyrule which is great they're just coming with me everywhere love that nami what about for yourself yeah, um, I, I love the temples. I find that after I did the first one, I realized that before each actual temple, there's I, I like to call them pre-temples because the, mm-hmm. you have to do a set of puzzles or do something in order to actually get to the temple. Um, so yeah, when I was when I was streaming this, it's actually a different experience streaming a temple because you know there's people in the chat. People are eager to help you, right? Um, I feel like if I didn't stream it, I would be taking way longer. But there are people in the chat who are like, ah, nudge, 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 just go this way, do this. Nami, like, just say me, okay? <laughs> just don't, just just drop my name. I get it. One of you guys are being so like like I'm not going to say it was Daniel today. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't it was just Daniel. you, though. <laughs> it was Daniel. Daniel was there to help, but there were a lot of other people, you know. But it's it all comes rooted from the love of the game, and they want to see you succeed and whatever. Um, but I love the temples; they were just enough difficulty for me to not rip out my hair. So that's yeah, that's them. amazing, Camille. What about yourself? Um, I mean, <laughs> it was Daniel, uh, but other than that, always. always. <laughs> He's no, the, he's on, the problem. <laughs> he yeah. is the problem or the help. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, I, looking at the dungeons and in, in my prior experiences to Zelda games, they're not traditional dungeons as you would think of them. Like, I don't even know if I could qualify them as full dungeon experiences because mm-hmm. dungeons are like usually a lot longer um, in that process. Like when I think back to Ocarina of Time, 
but they definitely do bring that dungeon experience and i think it's like amped up puzzle solving compared to other dungeons in zelda games which i really really did enjoy i'm going with the fire temple for me like that whole cart system thing as soon as i saw that in the trailer i was like we're getting Donkey Kong Country and Tears of the Kingdom. Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, so for this. And then you get in there, like Dan said, and you're like, okay, there's a lot happening. And I don't know if I'm smart enough to figure this out. <laughs> right? Um, but I actually enjoy trying to reroute the cards, trying to figure out how to unlock certain areas of the cards or have them reach new levels within that uh, temple as well because it's like it, that for me that temple was that point um and you know i'm doing it chronologically so well i don't was that the second temple you you all did i'm guessing i did the or last like one. one of the first it was the third one i did for me okay. so i did i did Rita, i did wind temple and then i did uh zora so i did the water yeah and i did fire and then lightning oh my gosh the Rita temple anthony how about you yeah. did you do them a I, first. I did the wind as well first. Okay. Uh, just okay, yeah. because that's I kind of like went by the objective map in my book and I'm like, okay, let me go to the wind. Um, yeah. But then not okay, that's fair. What I was getting into. Yeah. So for <laughs> myself, yeah. Well, the wind temple, I did do first and then it was the fire temple that was my second temple for me. But what I found is like the win oh, another great temple because you have to jump on these boats higher up. You could kind of go yeah. through that without using any of your new abilities. Um, you could go through that traditionally how you would go through a Breath of the Wild experience. But for tears for the Fire Temple, it really brought in the Tears of the Kingdom experience for me, and I think that's why I love that temple much more because you're you're fusing these carts together. You have to put fans on their backs and like make sure that they are going the direction you want. And then because there were areas where I was like, okay, I don't think it's possible to access this area with a cart. I would be rolling on the cart. And then halfway through, ascend up to the next level just because I didn't know how to get there. So I felt like the fire temple for me was that point where I started changing how I approached the game and started to think less Breath of the Wild and more Tears of the Kingdom making things yeah. happen for me. And I think that's the whole thought. Like in Tears of the Kingdom, if you don't think it's possible, it is. Just make it happen for you using yeah. any of your abilities, whether it's Fuge, Ascend, Ultra Hand, whatever it may be, right? Um, so for Fire Temple, that that was that point where it just clicked for me, and I think that's why I loved it. And also, I'm a huge fan of the Gorons. I love Gorons. So I think that's why I also <laughs> really appreciated this temple. Love it. And then you just hinted to what our next area is going to be we're going to be talking about some of these abilities that we have here in this game so you have fuse ascend reverse time ultra hand auto build like there's so many great ones i'm curious any fun stories any really weird builds anything kind of that's kind of come out of that you're like i can't believe i just did this because the internet once this game dropped was just <laughs> flooded with the most insane things possible so naomi i'd love to start with you to see kind of what you what you've had with this game <laughs> what me weapons of what? mass destruction yeah. are you 
creating. <laughs> well, did you guys know, for those of you who play, did you know that those like falling blocks from the sky you can use recall on to bring you up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so dope. I just found that that's out like unreal. last week. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> um, when I first started playing, I did find myself missing, um, I forgot what it's called in Breath of the Wild, but the metal one. Oh, the magnesis. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I missed. I kind of missed that. But then, as as time goes, you and you kind of forget that you have these abilities. Like you're running mm -hmm. around this cave, and you're like, "Oh shoot, I have ascend. I can just like leave through through ascend right now." <laughs> so yeah. it takes I'm getting like, I used to. I could dip out of here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then building like your freaking megazords with with lasers. I still have yet <laughs> to make a really epic one, but I've seen videos on YouTube and. I think I'm going to start, you know, making blueprints here. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, what about yourself? Anything cool or wild that you've been building? Infusing? You know, my, my imagination is not... Like, <laughs> oh, this is getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, dang with sending me TikToks, man. I don't have happiness, so I went the hard way. I just oh, no. Went dang. With no, but Daniel would send me these TikToks. He's like, dude, look at what this guy has made. And it's literally... You, you know those flying birds, but it's like yeah. six hundred all birds flying, flying? Birds to make <laughs> one big giant bird, and he's like on it, and then he, he crashes it into like this big like the construct. glider thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and he, so I guess insane. this one dude he friggin' glued all these gliders together to make one giant glider <laughs> where he's just on it, and I'm like, oh my god! Like when I got when I saw that, and I saw the, all these different things, that I kind of got worried i'm like i don't want to i don't know if i can do this anymore you know like i got anxious because it's overwhelming it's very overwhelming. it's overwhelming i have to i yeah. have to really use my imagination I'm like i can't because i'm already doing all these other things for the podcast and i don't have enough <laughs> brain cells anymore <laughs> so um not enough imagination to go around i get no it. not yeah. enough but uh i think people out there on the internet have wild imaginations because the things i saw people construct and and later like just building like those those transformers of 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 sticks and stones and lasers i'm like holy you guys have time on your hand and i think that's one of my biggest challenges is i just didn't have time to dive that deep into this game where i'm like building things and trying things out and but but that's the thing right like that like once you unlock auto build too luckily it will just whatever you created it will be able just to assemble it for you but what I, it's wild to see the internet obviously take a game and figure out like oh if you use cooking pans like the the zonai cooking pans you could use those as like uh like on your wheels so they could actually climb up mountains because they're more like adjustable and it's like the seeing what people are figuring out is incredible i i felt like i was a genius when i fused a cart to my shields and i was in a shrine where i was i had to literally get from like one side of the shrine to the other and it was just a rail and the rail has a lot of gaps in it so you have to figure out i don't know to this day how you're supposed to figure that out but i had a i had a shield with a cart on it and i just shield surfed like i was like tony hawk pro skater down the rail and i kept jumping rail that to rail so and cool. i made it across what? and i'm like i can't believe this worked and that literally is something that I just kept repeating to myself while playing this game. It's like, I can't believe that worked. Like, I could just do that. Or I, like, dumb me, I'd be like, oh, I wonder what happens if I put a spring on my shields. And I would do, like, a jump to, like, go shield surfing. And then I just go flying, like, crazy up in the air. I'm like, that 
that makes sense. That's what happened. That, <laughs> that's what happens when you do that. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing. And like, and, and to everyone's point, like you you forget sometimes the abilities that you have. And I think ascend is something that's just been like a godsend because I miss uh, re- like Rivali's Gale a lot. And that's mm-hmm. one that when I think of the first Bre- when Breath of the Wild, I'm like, I like being able just to have like a huge gust of wind. And I could go up. I'm like, yeah, but now I could just go through whatever ceiling or whatever floor I want and just appear there whenever whenever I need to. I love that. I absolutely love that. What about yourself, Camille? Any any cool things that you've been kind of fusing together? Any funny or weird weapons or things you've created? Um, funny, weird weapons. Uh, so, okay. If you're a Zelda <laughs> fan, you know, your, your arch enemy is usually the cuckoos because... <laughs> they're annoying and mm-hmm. they usually are in your way if you're trying to get somewhere there's just a they're randomly there just making noise and you're like okay i'm gonna pick you up and throw you and you may accidentally hit them and then a bunch of them will attack you i decided to come back with revenge so what oh i did God. i put um you know like the dragon flames uh, so i put that mm-hmm. together and then um i made like a little uh chicken roast Oh. oh my god you are sick camille i mean it was hilarious because <laughs> I, I just wanted to see i just I just wanted to see if it was possible uh, but i mean the shield surfing thing that is pretty cool um That's to right. do right. that i i'm so mad i didn't think of that and like i feel like i need to go and do that like right now <laughs> absolutely uh naomi please so the horriblins, the ones that are usually in the caves, it's funny because the weapons that they use, they fuse two base weapons together usually. So you'll find like a traveler's claymore claymore or like a um, a traveler's spear spear. Like literally when you pick it up, it'll say double because they, they yeah. fuse them double together. And I just find that so hilarious that you can do that with but anything. It's- but that's exactly, I think, on the same level as them, because that's exactly the first <laughs> yeah. thing I did. I'm like, can I fuse two claymores together? Like, is this possible? Two spears? Yeah. And it is. And it's like, even though I may be like Anthony and may not have that imagination to run wild in Hyrule, I love seeing also everyone else's creations mm-hmm. and like it's, it reminds me of Breath of the Wild and how we were still seeing clips of that game of people reaching new heights. Literally, this guy like was able to get to the very top of the map and there was a Korok seed waiting for him. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it's great that we're going to be getting so much content of these creations, like the mechs. Um, you know, someone created a really big, like, uh, like this it's pretty much like a manufacturing of like roasted chicken where it like put, you put the chicken in and then it goes through um, these wheels that act as like, uh, what do you call it? A, um, like a, a rotisserie? No, it acts as like, it's literally like a conveyor belt. So like you oh, put wow. the chicken on the conveyor belt, it goes into like this box and then it, it creates a rotisserie chicken and it comes out through the other side. I'm like, we need to open up some manufacturers in Hyrule because this is just crazy. The business yeah. opportunity, everyone would be playing paying rupees for this. Like it's so easy. Um, yeah, so, we need a chicken stop in, yeah. in Hyrule for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I think for obvious reasons, Fuse for me, as I mentioned, is probably my favorite 
ability mm-hmm. to use. However, I do like recall as well. So aside from recalling these rocks um, that fall from the Sky Islands, what I do like is recalling Bokoblin stones that they throw at me. <gasps> Which you could do, like any enemies that throw things at you, just recall it back to them. They look really dumb once you do that, and it makes you feel so it's much true. better. It's true. Yeah, I think fuse for me. It's that's one that I've been. I I've used it a lot, obviously, for making like random things in Hyrule. But I've been really starting to use it more on my weapons. So I'm like, man, I need to. I need to get some better weapons in this game. But I have so many of these like weird and unique parts that I've gotten from defeating en- enemies. So I've just been fusing them to some of my different like claymores and swords. And now I have like items that do like ninety damage. And it was like, oh, you were just like a a, a lame like sword before. Now you like spit fire or you're like you have a diamond at the end of you and you just do so much more damage that way it's really cool it's really really cool and like it's again just wild to think that nintendo has thought of every type of like permutation of what could be fused together what works and what doesn't work together yeah or how it changes the weight yeah like when it's it's weird when you're trying to get rock roast in these train like these little carts the mining carts, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to put, like, five rock roast in here. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh. You, you can't lift that onto the track. You have to put that on the track first, and then load the rock roast, only to find out the Goron at Bistro, the Bistro, uh, doesn't want all of them. He just wants one. <laughs> so he disappears. Yeah, I didn't yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, could, we could talk about this game for hours, and I want to thank you all so much because we just hit about an hour of recording right now, and time literally has flown by. Uh, it's been yeah. such an absolute blast. So before we kind of wrap things up, I do want to get some final thoughts on the game. I would love to start where I started before with Anthony. Anthony, please let us know your final thoughts on this game. You know, I I haven't finished this game yet, but I'm enjoying my time with it. I don't know when I'll finish this. This is this is a game that it's it's so different in the way you approach it. It's not like I need to finish it right away because there is no way of finishing it right away. You really have to take time out of your your week and your month and to really put into it. So I will continue to play, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, and I will one day finish it. And but I'm I'm just in in love with whatever I'm experiencing right now. And I can't wait to get to the end and, you know, talk about that. Cause I have, I don't even know how this game ends yet, man. I just, <laughs> I, I know there's certain aspects that I'm looking forward to when we won't dive into those yet and any, no spoilers, but I am excited. And I, and I truly wonder if this, this is uh, the next version of Zelda will be different, how it would, how they can improve on things. I think, battle wise i wish it was different i wish I, I for for link and his and his mannerisms and all the things that he can do i feel like he should be able to do backflips and maybe like be a little bit more graceful yeah bring back the backflip twilight princess had that where you could like jump backwards and like yeah like, like the, i don't know like, like, or like do like a dodge roll like you could you could you could can you jump backwards in this I game? I feel now? like I'm, you can. You can you can flip backwards when you Yeah, die. yeah, you can flip backwards, but like I wish there was like in like I I and like Wind Waker and stuff too, like there was like a dodge where you like yes. roll around. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. But more of a graceful feel. I I just feel like yeah. if I'm Link at this point in time, because we've had so many versions of Link, I wish I can feel more fluid. You know, I, I and I don't feel that yet, and I think that yeah. was one of the complaints even till to today. It's like the battle system hasn't improved. It's very uh, static and it's very 
uh, sticky at points. So, and especially with the camera movement and how your camera kind of follows you. But yeah, I I'm enjoying my time with it. I I think it's one of the best games of the year, and we'll see where it lands at the end of the year. Love it, Naomi. What about yourself? Oh man, you already know how much I love this game, but I am savoring <laughs> every single moment. I haven't actually beat the actual story. I'm making sure I do all the side quests and shrine stuff. And I think my favorite part about this game is that I've been able to connect with so many people and share our love with the game and Zelda as a whole together with, with streaming it and also just sharing about it because I know how sentimental it is to me and how much that game means to other people. And so there's beauty in, in sharing those experiences with, with one another as much as there's like, you know, the, the mechanics of the fighting and the temples and all those things that people can debate about. I think at the core of it, it's what it's the love of the, the game and, and, the community that brings everybody together and that's my favorite aspect and so i'm really enjoying it and i'm gonna keep trudging along with the game i'm excited <laughs> we're excited to seeing you keep streaming this game and hopefully one day beat it as well we're very excited <laughs> one day that. one day and camille what about yourself um, you know, there's lots of games, I think, that come out and we're just really quick as gamers to get in because we know there's another game that's waiting on our backlog or there's another game that's coming out. Um, but there are those games that you never want to leave. And this game, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, is one of them. From when you turn on the game, you're reminded of that beautiful soundtrack of Breath of the Wild that now is more eerie because of the calamity and makes you want to understand what happened to Hyrule. What, why are we seeing the Sky Islands? Why are we exploring the depths? And how does this bring you know, the people of Hyrule together? And that will make you want to explore every aspect not just the story but get to know the people please get to know addison help him with his signs help put up <laughs> his signs he'll reward you because every time you explore something new you're either rewarded by items from individuals that you're helping in hyrule or story like quests that you're completing or just based on feeling good you're you reward yourself because you finally were able to complete a puzzle that was really weighing down on you and as you were trying to figure out and you know instead of being something that turns you away from the game it becomes a challenge that you look forward to so spend time with the game make sure that you are not rushing through the game and really you'll you'll find a beautiful experience that has you fully explore Hyrule as we've never done before that's amazing. Daniel, what about yourself? Last but not least. Yeah, I feel like, Lisa, I mean, after following Camille and Naomi, like you guys just poured your heart and soul out. Um, no, I, I mean, like, what what more can we say? We've spoken about an hour now about this game, and we have we didn't even touch on the story and, like, mm -hmm. the more emotional moments. We're talking about our story that we've been telling out in the world playing this game. And like Naomi said, like, just... I'm I'm savoring every little bit of this game. I want to go explore every nook and cranny of Hyrule. I want to see everything that there is. I want to like I want to put every sign up. I want to I want to visit every stable. I want to get my pony points. I want to see everything that this game has to offer because there's so much to it. And like just how Breath of the Wild changed how I thought about, you know, what video games could be. So did Tears of the Kingdom and here we are now six years later i didn't think i'd be able to have my mind blown by a zelda again but here we are 
and I shouldn't be surprised anymore, but Nintendo finds a way to keep surprising me and to keep putting out these experiences that really change the way I I think about what a video game could be. And I'm just having so much fun. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like I'm just having so much fun figuring it out and figuring it out on my own or just getting lost and just getting sidetracked. And that's where the most fun moments in this game you're going to have is you're going to set out on an objective, but you're going to get pulled in every other direction and just embrace that, you know, drop a little thing on your map and be like, yeah, I'm going to come back to this later, but just, just kind of go explore. And I think that's the, that's the most you can do in this is just have fun and explore. I'm looking forward to the day we get uh, like a multiverse Zelda link we get all the different all the, links from all, all the, the different links Zelda, meeting up and they put them together. Oh shoot. Like Spider-Verse, we get Linkverse. Yeah. Linkverse. <laughs> and I think and you know what? One day I hope to play as Zelda too. Like I think, you know, a game that's yeah. always had Zelda. You know, growing up, I always thought Zelda was Link because, you know, when you <laughs> when you played Zelda for the first time on the NES, you're like, okay, that's the character. But I never understood, oh, she's the princess. But yeah, I would love to play Z- as Zelda for the first time in one of these adventures and make it actually about her and her adventure. And th- there might be one, maybe on a Game Boy or, or Game Boy Advance, or there's so many different yeah. Zelda games. But I would love to play her in one of yeah, these I adventures. Think, uh, I, I hope, like, I hope either if it's like, like, if they decide to do an expansion like they had, like, Breath of the Wild had a whole expansion, but yeah, the, and there were, I remember when this game was coming out, like there were like those rumors. I'm like, oh, maybe we're playing a Zelda at some point. Um, I really hope we get to play a Zelda too, because like she's she's great in this game. There's so much to her, and especially again, we won't go to spoiler territory, but you know, as we've seen in a lot of you know the memories, there's a lot there's a lot going on there. So I think there's a lot of opportunities to tell some cool stories there absolutely again thank you all so much today for joining us before we kind of sign off i want to thank our special guest naomi and camille for joining us today Uh, and i do want to give you some time as well to plug where people can find you where people can know you and all of that lovely stuff so camille please let us know where everyone and the movie podcast side of things can kind of find you um, you could find me listening to the movie podcast. <laughs> I love Damn. listening to you guys. It's a good I love answer. It. I love it. Um, but you could also find me on all the socials at this is Camco. I really I have things going on all the time, so that is the best way to know what I have coming up next. And uh, there may be more gaming things. Oh, breaking news. Things coming. There's things coming. there's things happening so stay tuned and honestly just say hi if you send me like a tweet me a zelda (laughs) meme i will probably respond love it (laughs) love it zelda memes are the way to your heart we love that yes (laughs) please tell us as well yes naomi lasagna on instagram twitter tiktok twitch um, and you can also see the work i do with minnow at we are minnow m-y-n-n-o and padia gaming on all those platforms I mean, I have a, I have an idea for you here really quickly. You, you are already on Twitch. You're already live streaming. Can you live stream yourself making lasagna one day? Like just to kind of really make it full circle. (laughs) Cooking stream has been on my radar for so long. I just never got the chance to do it. But you can only make lasagna, different types, like different fillings in there. That's it. Oh yeah. Have you (laughs) tried white sauce lasagna? That stuff's blessed. (laughs) Lasagna (laughs) drinks, lasagna, you know, desserts, lasagna for entrees. Do you actually like lasagna? Of course Anthony's I do. Anthony's just like, <laughs> just Anthony's just like sure. crying in his brain right now. He's like, look, look what my they're doing people. to my lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're we are uh, doing the Italians like for shame. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you guys live your lives, man. You, you do. What you do. <laughs> Thank do, you. He's angry on the inside. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll make a tear. I think the that's where. Yeah, that's where he's shedding the tear because we Absolutely, just uh, yeah. were right, saying right lasagna, drink side. lasagna. Yeah. yeah. God, that is hilarious. Well, again, thank you all so much for joining us. Of course, we're the Movie Podcast. You can follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and anywhere else you can see us. You can follow us on YouTube. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, any podcast app you're listening to us on, you can leave a comment. And we love reading those as well. So thank you so much for joining us on our Tears of the Kingdom discussion. Again, that was this time with the Movie Podcast. We'll see you next. Time.